Kennedy Podcast Kennedy Podcast Kennedy this table is that moves and things fall off it when I get excited. I'm just watching the bottles. Oh, oh, there goes the This is like, um, this is like living on the Titanic. That might it's not, exactly the same. That might not be on any of the cameras, so. That makes it even better. Well, that's a, <laughs> something perfect, happening underneath. Perfect gag. Just imagine what is happening. We can no. like AI, AI generate what's happening underneath. Right. Yeah, try and guess it. We like do you want, do you want your script? Like, I'll get you, just get you back your script. There you go. There you are. Table. All right, there another eventful day. Hello, how are you? Good. All right. Dear guests. Today is part two of the Indigo Alley episode. Mm-hmm. Why are you leaving Japan? First, we had Indigo's story with Drag Race Sweden mm-hmm. and how it is to be a music producer. Ali's story I found very exciting because Ali had real struggles to get into Japan, mm-hmm. but is now deciding to go with Indigo. Yes. So, first of all, yeah. introduce yourself. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. So, uh, online, I go by Iconic Alley. I'm the all-pink monochromatic icon, if you will. Um, I've been all-pink for seven years, but in Tokyo, I am Endigo's um, primary stylist and photo editor. And uh, what I do is esports commentary and uh, voice acting and music. So, like, I'm just kind of like a run-of-the-mill entertainer. Who just so happens to be I wouldn't pink. call it run of the mill. It's quite an impressive resume. I was going to say. I'm a mill of the run <laughs> pink influencer lady person. But yeah, you, like from we're not where? always that. But I was not. Exactly. Oh. We we're going to find out the story of how Ali came to Japan, mm-hmm. how she struggled, how she made it, and her choices now. Start with birth. Birth. Tell us the story. It all started Why? when I was born. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, so, so birth. Why? <laughs> what made you uh, go first? <laughs> I, was, I just manifested it somehow. Yeah, you know what? I really feel like existing. I just went, <laughs> you know, here I am. <laughs> I was feeling fetal. I was feeling fetal. As a German, I would like to get order into this room for a moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> the German part is German. Okay. All right. So you said yeah. though you, your family had big Japan history, and that yeah. was very interesting. Lady Bear picked up mm-hmm. on that too. Yeah. So maybe we can start first with. Like, why is Japan so important to you and your family? No, 100%. So for those of you who watched the last episode, we went in a little bit on about my family history. But um, basically, so uh, my on my mother's side, my grandfather, um, Charles von Lohenfeldt, he was the one of the um, figureheads who helped make Japan America friends again. So part of that was, um, you know, starting the San Francisco-Osaka Sister City Partnership. Uh, he was the founder for the World Expo in the 70s in Osaka. Wow. So the shout founder. out to 2025. One of the founding and the council, like the board of dudes, he was on that. Um, and then also, you know, started some of the first study abroad programs, worked with Japan Airlines. He did a lot for Japan. There was a lot of stuff going on with Japan. Yeah. But just to clarify, you're American. I'm American. Yes. Alaskan. But yes, American. <laughs> so um, with with that, though, like he he helped cultivate this whole like unification of Japan and America, especially after, you know, war torn, World War Two. And um with that, you know, like I, you know, grew growing up in my household, you know, they were my main family has been quite separated from my mother's side for a while because they're all in the States and we lived in Alaska. But, you know, my twin sister and I, uh, we were really heavily invested in like pop culture and being surrounded by so much Japanese media that we were like, oh, you know, like this is something that we really were interested in. That's where we started learning Japanese by listening to music and like really getting super involved in like 
everything Japanese media, culture, pop culture. That was my entire life up until I was like now, I guess. So like it's only just been Japan focused. Wow. Yeah, 100%. Your original exposure was due to your grandfather or how was Yeah, so like, I mean, I always had stories about what, what he did and what he's been doing, but I, I also was like, I was raised to be a weeb, if that makes sense. <laughs> I was you born no a weeb. I literally had no choice. So like I grew up with like Studio Ghibli. I grew up with like manga, everything, how, you know, and I... When I was like four, I told my mom, I want to be a mangaka. And like, that's all I I was four. How the hell was I supposed to know what mangaka was? But I knew. And I was so invested in like watching Digimon and all this stuff, you know, very much like the classic weeb story. But I had this like little thing in the back of my mind that was more like a little fire, like the familiar heritage behind it. So it's like, you know, part of me moving here was like, I want to be like my grandfather. I want to like make an impact on Japan like he did my way which was coming here i really wanted to do music and like be a voice actor like anything entertainment you know you also done opera yes yeah i'm an opera singer so um i did that for last is like you're cool <laughs> yeah, so, so here's, here's the tea though y'all so like as, as like a kid i thought being an opera singer was lame because like my sister and I, I have a twin she's all green and we both do opera you all think she's all green. Right, exactly so like you know i we were doing opera since we were 12 and like uh i never got a chance to actually use that skill here and i really wanted to because I was going to audition for, like, the Tokyo Opera, and really? I just never had time. You should yeah. go on the Iron Mouse podcast. She is also an opera singer. That's lit. You had that love for Japan. Mm. You went to school. You graduated. You decided to come to Japan. What yeah. was the thing that made you want to come to Japan? You know, there's always that, like, you know, like, fulfilling the whole life of it all, where it's like, okay, I spent my entire life, you know, doing everything about Japan. Might as well check it out, you know, try it out. But, like, I really, I, I went in wanting to just be like Utara Hikaru. That was my whole plan. Like, English and Japanese music. Like that was my whole plan. And then, you know, but but moving here is such a struggle <laughs> that like you get you have to do so many things. Like a lot of successful people are very young younger, at least in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And that was never going to be an option for me personally, just because I wasn't established as a musician like like you did. You worked really hard to establish your name prior. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So I was like, okay, I have to go to college first. Mm-hmm. And you know, from that it just kind of turned into like stuck in college waiting for college and when can I be a musician okay I gotta keep doing this okay oh finally graduated and then the pandemic happened Ali played let's go to Japan in super difficult <laughs> mode <laughs> literally it's such a it was a choice you know but you were able to move here during the pandemic yes. like that One of is the- so impressive to me Yeah, because yes. I was following you from afar as you were trying to get here yeah uh, no, yeah. it was it was a whole thing. So, like, for those of you who were a uh, part of that journey, um, I it was shared on Instagram stories. It was like a thing. Yeah, I I was spending all of that time. So so I graduated in 2020. I didn't get to walk, which really sucked. What? But, you um, didn't get to walk. I didn't get to walk. What yeah. did you walk? Like the graduation did. Oh. I didn't get to walk. So like that that first that sucked because I really wanted that moment. Oh. But um, you know, like just trying to move here during the pandemic was a hassle because um I got my first job with just you know teaching English all of it's trying to if you if you do the easy route like I did it's it's good go get degree get TEFL go to like go get an English teaching job so I did I had a job lined up in Tokyo ready to go boom global pandemic and so what happened was is like I was one like devastated but I don't I don't have anything going like I had nothing to go off of I was like what am I going to do with my life 
I don't want to be here. Mm. I want to be in Japan. This sucks. How do I do that? And then every single day, it was just job hunting, job hunting, job hunting, boom, 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 until I found a company uh, in Gunma that offered me a job. And right. I asked you about that because I really wanted Tokyo. Because for me, I really was, I felt so old and so decrepit. And I'm like, oh my God, my, my career is going to be, I'm so going to be like 25. How old were you though You're at like the time? 21. 25. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so old for 25. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're stuck in Japan on the internet and you know, you're neurodivergent. All you assume is like, oh, I have to be 12 to be famous. You're uh-huh. neurodivergent? Uh, autism. Yeah. So oh. like, yeah. <laughs> 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 So it's like, is it new, <laughs> a new element to the story that just <laughs> appears? Okay, all right. So, like, I mean, like, well, my mind works in black and white most of the time. So it's like, check all boxes, you know what I mean? So, like, when you assume something, that usually is, like, the first perception. Aside from that, it was just like, you know, I knew what to do to get here. And so I had to, you know, once I got that job and I reached out to you and I was like, what do I do? You're like, just do it. Go to Japan. That's the thing. And yeah. a lot of people like want to go straight to Tokyo. It's so. And that's mm-hmm. where the competition is really high. Yeah. It's so not possible. Exactly. <laughs> the best thing is just get your foot in the door, even if it's yeah. Gunma, even if it's somewhere really yeah. far away. Sure, because sure, you have yeah. your foot in the door once you're in Japan. Once you're in, and then you can go always easier to find yeah. something else and such. But if you don't get your foot in the door. That's tough. Then you have yeah. it harder. And you really fought hard because that was still yeah. the time when it was iffy whether people were allowed to come in at all. So for me, what the only reason why I got in was because I got the instructor visa. And like that, they, they was considered a, um, what was it? What was essential. What they, essential worker. Uh, essential worker. So I was essential worker. And then that I was like the only like white person on the plane. <laughs> I was like, How full was that flight? It was so empty. I could have just sat in first class. But I want all, me and the like flight attendants were just hanging out. Just because no wow. one was supposed to do. It was just an empty plane. Me and like a couple of obas on. And we're just like, hey. Wow. You know? But but once I got here, it was just a lot of PCR testing. And like I had to wait yeah. like six hours in the airport after I landed oh, just to wow. go through the testing. Everything. It was nightmare. Like there, there's so much more that I could go into about it. But it just, just getting here during a pandemic was fighting tooth and nail. I spent seven mm. months on an air mattress in America. I had no home. I had no money. Um, my sister was like doing stuff in Portland. I didn't get to live in my big city. It was, it was really hard. Hang on. Well, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just slow down. On an air mattress? Yeah. Like, on the street or where? No, my sister's apartment. Okay. okay. But, like, yeah. I was there for, like, on an air mattress for seven months. Because you yeah. already canceled everything else to go to Japan. So, yeah, I had nothing. I had no home. Oh, I had no wow. I had no, have I, an apartment or anything? No. Oh, wow. No. I was just, just, I had, like, a baito and I just saved whatever money I had. Right. And, like, right. yeah. And then once I came here and then I was in Gunma, so it was, like, a little bit far away. But at least I was here. I was able to, like, get my foot in the door. I was starting mm-hmm. to talk to agencies and, like, applying for stuff. So the, the ball was rolling. But, like... Seven months on an air mattress was hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, bro. Huh? Uh, tell me about it. I got to do it again soon. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. You got to do it again soon. What do you have? Don't you not have a couch? Oh, I got a couch. I got a couch. We got a bed too. We got a bed too. Oh, there you go. No, no more air mattress. Yeah, you have graduated from the air mattress. Oh, dang it! I, mean, I just we, I want to feel get an air mattress. If you want just one. safety, it's just I want to I want to relive it. Just a hug it. Nostalgia, like deflated. Trauma, trauma, safety. When you're like, what are you doing? Shh! Don't want to just let it happen. Like your no. emotional safety animal. Amen. Air, this is air, air This is my my hard plastic. Like, mm. <laughs> this is my comfort animal. No, but but it was it was <laughs> literally. But it was it was really hard and like the um yes. <laughs> Do you want to hear my back? I just, 
Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh <gosh>. but, <laughs> but you made it. But I made it. Okay. You made it. And then you were in Gunma, so you started teaching kids. <laughs> yes, so I started teaching English. I was uh, a That's public the countryside, school. if you yeah. don't know. Yeah. Gunma is like two prefectures out from Tokyo. Yeah, so it's it's about uh, from from uh, Tokyo Station. It's about an hour and a half. From where I was living near Mayabashi. It's not Or so not Mayabashi, it was like uh, Tatebashi. I forgot the place, but it's around somewhere in Gumba. One of the that's bashes. like, one an, the average, one of the that's like an average commute for some people to mm-hmm. Tokyo. 100%. And like, I didn't know that at the time, but it was a very expensive commute. It was like $20 back and forth. Oh, wow. So $40 total. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't get to come to Tokyo very often. But I was in Gunma and I was teaching English. Um, you know, at the time, you know, as an ALT, though, a lot of people have this perception. ALT? Assistant oh. language yes, teacher. Yes, sorry, assistant language teacher. Like, so, explain what an ALT is. So an ALT is basically, uh, hmm, how do I explain it? Assistant so, like, language teacher? You assist the language <laughs> teacher. So like what I did was is I was the native speaker in the classroom who was just reading from the book and like kind of sitting at my desk all day. It, it's not a very good job. It's not fun, uh, but it's a, it's how you get here. So I the guess. teacher is not a native English speaker? No. So you are in the classroom together with the Japanese yes. teacher. You're part of the immersion. I'm the immersion guy. Yeah. And you do exist the Japanese language teacher with your English yes. skills. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I had prior experience before I moved to Japan as like a kindergarten teacher aide for like six years. And so for me, like teaching was wait, easy. Hang on, wait, what? You moved to Japan previously for six years? No, 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 no. I was teaching in Alaska at preschool to prep for teaching English. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I did all my work. I was born a weeb. I knew what I was doing. So, <laughs> so like I was just prepping for that so But, you're already um, prepping for japan by teaching yeah kids. in high school wow yeah i already knew what to do i was like this is what i do okay and so i just started getting as much experience as i could So I could maintain life. But but the thing is, like, I had this preconceived notion going into teaching English. That was so not the truth. That oh, happened, you know. It's, please explain. Well, they say, like, online, you know, like, especially... A Kaiwa is different from ALT. A Kaiwa is... Uh, Kaiwa is language practice. So, like, speaking conversation. practice. Conversation practice. Um, but for me, like, you know, I was going into it thinking that I could participate in like things I could participate in like after school curriculum I could participate in like starting clubs I could do this I can go to the festival like that uh, no okay why not yeah. I don't really understand no I think like I, I was in a really bad school and um I, I really didn't luck out there like I was basically stuck at my desk for like eight hours a day except for the one hour I taught I couldn't leave. I couldn't do anything. I didn't. I didn't do anything. What happens if you did do something? They wouldn't let me. <laughs> They'd laugh at don't you. Don't do anything. I don't know. It, it was weird. It was. It was. It was not the best introduction. You know, coming from like being doing influencer work in America to like being verbally harassed in front of you. Verbally like, harassed. Yeah, I experienced a lot of power yeah. harassment. That's What? like a thing that people don't talk about, or at least they. It's not common, but like. I experienced a lot of negative stuff while I was there, and that was kind of a bummer, you hey, know. Sorry, sorry. Can you elaborate from whom? From the other teachers, or from yeah. your superiors, or from yeah. Home? So, like my my Japanese teacher at the time, the English teacher guy. There was two of us. There's me. There's another English teacher for the sixth graders, and then my teacher who was for uh, the seventh, eighth, and ninth. And one of them is uh, not from Japan. They're both from Japan. Okay. Yeah. So the teacher I was with, he was like digging through my computer and like digging What? through my stuff. Wow. Yeah. And What? so yeah. So like, they, there's things that people. People don't talk about this underbelly of like the Japan. You come in with this preconceived notion, but you forget you're on a rock with a bunch of other humans, and then you're like, oh. It happened to be that those humans were not nice. No, and that's really sad. What's the whole thing? As it is, he goes through your computer, and if he finds you doing anything that's not specifically your no, teaching, no, he just gimmick, was digging then... through my computer. 
Just no seeds. He was digging through my journal that I was writing about. What? Yeah, just digging through everything. He dug through my other teacher's stuff, too. What? So she she and I came together and got him in trouble. It's fine. But oh, got him in trouble. Yeah, we got oh, him in trouble. Job. Yeah, no, I'm a... I'm a what, what can I say? I spent seven months on an air mattress. You think I'm going to sit down and let someone walk all over me? It sounds me? like you need to go full, full anchorage on these characters. I, I went full... I took out my Ulu and I was like, selling his service. So he was just selling, you know? Uh, so right. I did my thing. So you got a man. Fired. I did. Okay. Oh my God. That's okay. not the last one either. Oh, he did. He did actually get fired. Uh, uh yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's fired. Rare. Hell yeah, I got him fired. No one talks to me like that. They know who I am. I'm pink. So, <laughs> I mean, Holy he was actually moly. infringing on your it was, uh, it, privacy, which is a big it, thing. It, it in was Japan. an infringing on the. Is it yeah. a big thing in Japan? Yeah, privacy infringement. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crime. Is that what? Yeah, it's a crime. Well, they would rather terminate him than <laughs> send him to jail. So, really? That's a uh, crime? You got uh, to almost computer well, and you get sent like to jail. A, I think it's a misdemeanor. I don't that's know. Some, well, it's like, it's weird. He was a weirdo. Don't worry about it. But All oh, right. That's so that's a, that's a very negative chapter, but you decided to leave that chapter. Yeah, I got out of it. I got really lucky and I was able mm. to save up enough money and I got a new job in Yokohama. So I was able to just dip and I was oh, able man. to be closer to the city. And from there, things really lightened up. Mm, so, but it was, you know, it, it is a bummer though, coming from like the pandemic to bad job to finally... After a year, mm. now I can start doing career stuff that I want to do. Mm. That was a bummer, but that's a reality people need to really keep in the back of their heads while they're pursuing, you know, especially entertainment in Japan. Like, you're going to have to go through some setbacks and it'll meet some be, really... It'll never be straightforward. It'll no. never be from A to B to C. It's always going to be... Yeah. yeah. That's the thing you guys, like, listening or watching right now, you see all of us, we all have made names in, in different areas yeah. of entertainment in Japan, yeah. and it looks very sparkly. But listening to this podcast, I hope you also noticed that none of it was easy. No, no, no. no. It, it took, like, for me personally, like, two years just to do anything cool. And seven years on an air mattress. And seven yeah, years seven on years on an air mattress. Sacrifice, Sac- my friends. That's but the, the key But it's word. the truth. It's, it really is a sacrifice. But, like, that's something that really drew me to Indigo because we both have that fighter drive. And, like, I was so impressed when we first met, like, with what you've done, like, coming to Japan. You literally sure. did from the weeb perspective super extreme hard mode to get to japan and like for me i was like wow so you're a fighter too and like that's something we really got along with but in my case because you at least had the degree you know for me i just i i was so feisty because i had to be excited yeah you have to to um so you know it was a necessary evil but moving to japan no matter who you are and what your credentials are like it is going to be an uphill battle Mm -hmm. um for everyone um so just to anyone out there who still hasn't moved here or been here, dreaming of coming here, just expect it to be worse than you think, and that way maybe you're a bit prepared. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good here, but it, it is an uphill battle in I, so many ways. It's not easy, especially getting the visa. Is I think the yeah. that was for the both hardest part. That, that is the, the biggest hurdle. hardest part. Hundred percent. And I think we get we get a good example of. You done everything right in the sense of you got the degree. Did I did like and you did the entrance like job and you're an English yeah. native speaker that also gives you a different starting point. Well, not having the degree but having mm-hmm. the skill 
and you just tried to find your own way. So both yeah. of you were fighting your own way to yeah. the system. We're both very persistent when it comes to like Absolutely. what we want. So, what we know. But can I ask something? Yeah. So your grandfather's status yeah. in the diplomatic field, yeah, yeah. that was in no way of assistance getting you a visa and so forth. You didn't get points for that? I point? didn't get into the jet program. I thought I would. <laughs> that. So you no. thought you'd get into the jet for that? Well, the jet I, I apply, yeah. What is the jet program? So the jet program is the Japanese exchange teaching program. They usually send people to the countryside regardless. But it's, it's just a... Um, English teaching conglomerate from the government mm. that brings native speakers into the country to assist Japanese English A lot teachers. of people get in that way. A lot of people come in through JET. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that is 100% correct. I've read it somewhere mm. that the JET was also established for young Americans to come it was. to Japan. It was. To then come back to America and spread a positive no. image about that's Japan. Exactly, that's Because true. obviously yep. after the war, there was a yep. very negative image of 100%. Japan. So the JET yeah. has two meanings. One yeah. is obviously teach English in Japan, but the other reason is also to build a bridge. Yeah. A good, exactly, build a bridge and connect those countries in yeah. a positive way. Yeah. So like with, with that though, like I wrote about my grandfather and uh, I'm friends with the minister foreign affairs here i did a, oh. a round table with them for the kakahashi project no, no. which is a great little way to come in here for those of you who are in college who want to come to japan uh ask your resource like your counselor your resources if you have a japanese teacher to see if they have uh information on the kakahashi project it is a great program um but i went and did a summit with them and like you know i, I reached out to them actually during that time period and um they helped with the gunma thing but but not with visas unfortunately okay. yeah <clears throat> all right Okay. Right, so, oh. Gunma, then Yokohama, yeah, and then Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. And, so you and... started teaching in Tokyo. Yes. Yeah, we were for the same school. <laughs> but now you're not mm. teaching now. You're doing now. all this cool stuff. So please yeah. bridge this gap for okay, us. Okay, I'll bridge happen? the gap. Uh, let's see. So uh, it was... So while you had a full-time job, yes. you started doing, on top of a full-time job, yes. cool other stuff. Yes. Yes, yeah. Okay. It, it was a lot, like in the beginning, I was doing a lot of TV dramas as extras, like the usual base stuff for entertainment. Um, but then after we, me and Endigo and I met, and we started dating and talking. There was more um, opportunities we were able to do together. Yeah. You I mean, we were already things. working together on a lot of things. Anyway. Yeah, we were already working um, together. Yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of music, a lot of art mm -hmm. um, stuff. Everything with Drag Race. Yeah, everything. Um, and then it just, the stars just aligned that you were looking for a new job. And I was looking for somebody to help me at the company yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was we already working for you. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is like the most obvious like solution to all the problems at once. Yeah, it was that. easy. And we already get our great business partners and stuff too. Yeah. And, and I love you and stuff. So. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> so it was just, it worked out that way. But like I, we started working with um, one of our close friends um, who's has a talent agency and I was able to do uh, esports commentary for Dance Dance Revolution through Konami. Wow. And so, That's really cool. Yeah, I got to be on the B-Mani team. I was the pink dude who knew everything about DDR. It was a great opportunity. Wow. That was the nice big one. It was DDR Esports. So yeah. the contest. Like yeah. Massive Arena. That's, yeah. that's, well, that's that, revolution. So I was doing the, the live commentary. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Esports. That sounds like an athletic event. It, it literally was. It was so fun. Just for... Those who don't know what DDR is, guys, what is DDR? Uh, Dance Dance Revolution is a Konami-based video game. It's a rhythm game through B-Mani, uh, Beat Mania. 
Uh, I don't remember when it was exactly established in the early 90s. And, um, the original game one. with the the, uh, the dance floor pads on the floor. Yeah, you step yeah. on the pads as to the down down left, yeah. right. For those so, of you who So in these championships, there's like the fastest dancers. Oh, the be- these are the best people off. in Japan. It's yeah. insane. The key is you lean back on the bar you have and just to hold move your feet. You literally yeah. do you that, yeah. You don't <laughs> try and stand on top of the pads and move your feet because you're too slow like that. You just move your feet with your weight backwards. No, but it was... Oh, that's where there's like a thing you can... That's the bar. That's oh, the bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm learning. Do, yeah. I thought that was just so you don't fall off. I thought but so too. No, like a no, thing. No, you use it so you can do cross stepping and jumps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I've been playing wrong. For to take that. away for people who are watching right now and yeah. who come to Japan and they have big dreams of not just teaching English but wanting to do something yeah. else, what would you your advice be for those so, people? So my my first piece of advice is this: you have to be realistic with yourself. You're coming to Japan. Okay, it's a foreign country and it's very difficult and it's going to be an uphill battle. You have to sit down with yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, am I prepared to sacrifice my time to be successful in this country? Can I handle that? And if I can handle that, let's get started. You have to really focus on what you're doing. And by that, I mean, you need to talk to agencies. There's plenty of different agencies here that are willing to help foreigners, especially modeling, anything. Once you get this, there's a uh, sticker you can get on your visa that gives you full permission to do a baito, a part-time job. And for those of you who are interested in that, uh, your agency will set you up with that. A lot of them will provide that. It's, it's an easy service to get. Um, but once you have that established, you need to understand also that you're going to be working full-time and you need to you'll have six hours in your day afterward depending on if you have a commute that's an hour you're gonna spend a lot of 3 a.m nights if you really want to make it here you have to and you just gotta really be realistic with yourself what are you willing to sacrifice to be successful and will that risk be worth it in the end it just yeah also i'd like to add that just japan is great in many ways Mm -hmm. no country is like a magical paradise. No. So if you have a deadbeat job you hate in your home country and you're planning to like go here and all your problems will magically disappear once you're in Japan, it's not going to happen. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of like new love when you come here. But if you're stuck doing the same job you hated in your home country, you're going to hate it here too. So make sure you aim for something that you would want to do, uh, a job or an occupation or study, whatever that you would be just as happy doing in your home country or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of foreigners have that fantasy. They Because yeah. their image is they're going to arrive in Tokyo and there's like Pikachus popping out of the walls and it's or just like, the happiest place on earth and all this yeah, kind of thing. Or like right? even but, then like, oh, you're so charming and your personality is great. I'm going to sweep you up and send you to language yeah. school and I'm going to put you in the stage. You're going to be famous, baby girl. Noto Jibon's over, bro. Like it's just not. Yeah. There's, there's so many things. It's it's We're in a post-pandemic world and it's so competitive, competitive uphill battle. It's just like you have to be willing to put yourself out there. And if you really want it, you will find a way. Yeah. And DIY nowadays, because it's all about the social media now. No, yeah. I I would even say start, like, the first thing, I reached out to an agency in 2015, 14-ish, and um, one of my buddies, Michael, our buddy Michael, Michael. I emailed him seven years before we actually hung Ah. out. He's one of my best friends. And so, like, I reached out to him, and he told me, you know, start your social media. And that's what I did. In the first year, I got, like, I worked my off to get like 10,000 followers Good. just to be seen as somebody so like all of it was for Japan mm-hmm. right but so you started yeah. your Instagram the gram with all the cute pink pictures yep. with the goal of making it was it my Japan. one ticket to prove to agencies that I was somebody mm-hmm. wow you were prepared this girl is prepared <laughs> I'm a worry word what about your language skills they're not great um my language skills I can I from what I have now it's fine 
But I sound na- like I sound like a native speaker when I sing. You're and really I'm, good at pronunciation. I'm, that's what opera training did. Yeah. So like even Swedish, can... you sound native sometimes. Wow. <laughs> 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 opera coming in handy in all places. <laughs> but like, but my language is not the best, and I will say I am so from two and a half years I lived in Japan, I've had way more opportunities than my friends who've been here for eight. And like, I'm just a very lucky person. I'm very grateful for everything that's happened to me in my time here. But like. It, you also got, like I said, like I established my my social media first. I had to make sure people knew, like, oh, she has numbers. You're a human, hello. Mm-hmm. And then you can go from there. It's just about you have to think ahead too. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that happens in between. But I'm leaving soon, so that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk briefly about yeah. something uh, heritage wise? Yeah. You are part Native American. Yes. Yeah, I'm a quarter Native. Quarter Native. Yeah. So can I ask, uh, do you feel that? Has there been any kind of your nativeness interacting with Japan mm. that has provided any interesting, I don't know, experiences or anything that you can relate? I mean, so I'm from Alaska and like Alaska is, is part of America, but it's so not culturally American, like kind of is, but not really. So like being around by like, you know, there's like the stereotype with Japanese people that, oh, you know, like fish. Like, like foreigners don't like fish. It was fine for me, you know, like being around like fish and stuff. And like, you know, like uh, I eat a lot of whale in Alaska. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) So eating whale here has been nice. It's been a little kiss of home. (laughs) First time eating horse too. Just a little, mm, really getting my my roots. But no, I I guess like when I tell people I'm native, they don't really understand that as a concept. Really? In Japan? Well, because it's gaijin's gaijin. Gaiko kujo. Foreigner's foreigner. Like what level of foreigner you are. Yeah, they don't, they don't really dig too far into race. That's more like a, a Western thing, I think. That's interesting. I, I still so often get called American, but just Japanese people. Just I know. I'm, white. It just I'm, like, I'm like, cool. I've had that as well. Yeah. yeah Do you get that as well? You get the American? All, all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But like, but, but being native specifically, like, I guess there's just like similarities with like, you know, being around fish and like, especially whale. Oh God, I love whale. But most people don't really ask about it, which is okay. kind of a so why are you deciding to leave? So uh, as if you've watched the last episode, which you should. Oh, that would be um, so uh, I'm I'm moving to Sweden to be pursuing new career opportunities. I feel like my time here is done. You know, I, I fought my good fight, and I feel like it's just time to try new things. You, and she slept. She seven slept seven years. On a mattress. Seven <laughs> months. Seven months. Seven months. Seven months on yeah. a mattress. Seven months on a mattress. Two months later in Japan. Yeah. But also set up her account, went to college, got yeah. her degree yeah. for Japan, yeah, yeah. and is still deciding to leave. Well, I mean, you know, but that, that, that came with like way more salty over than I meant. No, 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 no. Last episode, no, I came off more me, salty than me, I meant. Let me, let me, we don't want them to no, go. No, no, let me explain. Let me explain. So, like, so, like, you know my story. We, yeah. We're all buddies, and the thing is this: like, during my time in Japan, the best part about it was meeting Indigo. <laughs> Like literally the everything good happened when we met and got together and started hanging out. Like I found I found felt like a person again. I started to get into this depression. I was feeling washed out as an influencer. No one cared about me anymore. I had to dye my hair brown. You know, I, I was so uptight and like trying to be this like hot weeb. Like I wanted to be like hot. I wanted to be like seen as hot and not cringy. And then all of those barriers just went down just because you let me up. <laughs> they met me, like, no. honestly, like, the, the cringe lord of the whole internet. But no, but the thing is, like, you're so not, though. And it's just, I don't know, life is just good and fun again. And, like, for me, they're just, so they're just more opportunities for us. And, like, there's so much more, you know, 
I just miss speaking to people and I miss like, you know, having English. I miss people getting my jokes. I miss being funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I haven't been funny. I'm way funnier abroad for some reason. But that's the thing. Like, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something if I didn't actually mean it. And like, for me, like leaving Japan is like such a, like, you know, I had no plan, but now it's like, I'm so, I spent so many of my years obsessed with Japan that I want to spend the rest of it being obsessed with myself. I think good final words there. I think for me, also like staying in Japan now, I would do that for my past self because that's what my past self wanted. So bad to be here. Whereas leaving Japan, I'm doing for my future self. Yeah, I want to give. Yeah, yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's like I have. I let I let the kid in me go and have her fun. She got a little hurt in between, but now like I'm. I have 30 more years probably of my life. I want to spend the next half of it. You know. Trying to figure out what I am and what I want, right. how we can dab on the haters. Yes. <laughs> That's a lovely sentiment. That what perfect. you've done so far was for your past selves. What you're doing now is for your future selves. It's a yeah. lovely sentiment. And it doesn't mean we're like gone forever. It's more just like how, well, how could we be when you guys are here? Hey, duh. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, come back. Duh. I'm already but, so sad you're leaving. No, I know, but but it's also like there, there's it's for the right reasons. I, I my my time is up. I think I try. Same. I really tried. I tried so hard. It's just so hard to maintain the your visa on top of trying to be a celebrity on top of prejudice is already against you. It's just constant fighting. Just stop. To, you're making ah, me cry. I'm feeling all of this. No, I know. I, I don't want to. Unload, but you know what I mean. It's it's, it's, totally it's that, yeah. we're entertainers in Japan. It's hard. It's so this hard. is the thing for all of you who are interested in pursuing a career similar to ours. This is the thing. You know, yeah, so people need to hear. It's it. Like like you know, you, you every every weeaboo's dream is to just sleep in till eleven p.m. watch anime in Japan. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, as someone who you know, I've I've done that. I, I just I'm rotting in my apartment. Yeah. I'm waiting for a call that's never going to come. You know, rejection, rejection, rejection. Oh, I have one gig. That's, you know. Yeah. I think one thing that's like really um, telling for me, like personally, um, without putting anyone on blast or naming any names, Mm. um, I used to do, uh, I've done a lot of TV here, as uh, as how we all, uh, but I was on a TV show here in Japan that I was frequenting um, somewhat often. um, And then... I would get like calls for them to be on episodes yeah. like every couple of weeks or like every month, at least one right. opportunity. And then the last episode I did, um, I was wearing like makeup and hair extensions. And I looked a little bit mm-hmm. femme and like production mocked me on set for it. And, oh, after, wow. that, and that, after that episode, I never, ever got a call back yeah. from them ever again. They mocked you on set. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to which I was like, wow, hmm, clearly like. This is a part of me that's not appreciated here. Good to know. And then going oh, wow. to Sweden and, and receiving this like, like VIP treatment for the exact same reasons. Uh, and actually, I was like, you know, seeing you for who you are and exactly. not like making fun of it. Oh, boy, do, hoo, hoo. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that's like, oh my God, uh, yes, girl work. Exactly. That was nice. That to me, yeah. it's, it's, it's so just obvious, you know. Right. So I think it's just, I think the course has been run. The river has run dry. There's another river next door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's probably a good point to wrap this bad boy yeah. up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to miss you a lot. Yeah, but we can always see you on the internet. So plug your yes. socials. Heck yeah. 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 Um, plug your socials. We'll be back here for sure. Another episode. So I'm at Indigo Pink. Yeah. I'm uh, KawaiKonic.ally on Instagram or KawaiKonic if you're looking for music. Yes. And so. speaking of music. Uh, speaking ah. of music, I have a new single that's just out, Living as a Ghost. 
out on all platforms. It's pretty cool. It's a metal song. Check it out. It's dope. But also, we have a present for you. We also have a oh, thing oh, for you. Wow. Before we end it. Okay. We, we, have have to, we have to do this. We have to so, do this. This is a special candy I bought at the Stockholm Central wow. Station right yeah. before I came here. It's called Svensk Jävlar. Svensk Jävlar. Which, uh, I don't know if you can swear on this program, but uh, that's a Swedish curse. For like blasted Swedes. So you should try. Um, wow. This, this is a. Uh, is I apologize for any offense caused by saying the name. No, of this no, candy. no, no, no. It's, it's it of... looks like charcoal, and it has a person just showing up their fingernails. It's kind of soft. So uh, take one each, and then uh, we uh, we, we, we try it. So it's soft, yeah. We don't yeah, have to worry about teeth breaking. No, it, it's soft. It's soft. Three, it's very chewable. Two, one. Oh. 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 Oh my god! Why the hell would Beard's anyone eat down. this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is this just salt? Yes, it's quite salty. It's not salt. Yeah. Uh, so the, it, it's from this like boutique licorice shop in Stockholm. They gave me a really salty piece of licorice, and I said, "Is this the saltiest you got? Because this is quite bad." And they said, "No, this one is worse." Oh man! And they gave me this one. I couldn't even chew it. I no, just, like, I mean, outside. No, just pure when salt. I first tried it, I was like, "Oh, that's exactly I, what I did." I, I bit off yeah. half of it in the shop, and the clerk was just laughing at me because I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is like six weeks worth of sodium intake." Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. This is one cheeseburger. This is definitely gonna up my heart right now. Beard got it all down. Beard. Beard. Oh my god. <laughs> you want another one? <laughs> Svenski Avla! <laughs> oh wow, thank you so much! You're so great to have you on the podcast! Yeah, enjoy Sweden, get out of here! <laughs> take Come on in Sweden, take this and get out of here! Svenski <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to make the parting a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt all my arteries go. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, well, well, thanks for that. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for nice having us. See you all. We'll be back great. with more of this in a year's time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be faced with torture. Quite a moment there. Well, these have been Ender Going Alley. We'll see you next time on, <laughs> on Cat, Cat with, with Beard. Beard. Less enthusiastic goodbye than my usual <laughs> I love seeing you like all drained, like, uh, like poor lady beard, poor lady beard, poor lady beard.